Greetings, listeners. Greetings, viewers. Thank you for joining me one more time for another episode of All Things Faith Walk. This is where we talk about Word of God. We teach the Word in practical terms so that you can walk out the Word. I'm excited today. We have a wonderful guest with a wonderful testimony. I'm asking that you hang out with us for the next 30 minutes or so. I promise you, you will hear something that will transform your life. Amen. So our guest this afternoon or this morning, tonight, whenever you are listening or watching, is John Jarman. Welcome, John. Thank you. Um, it's my pleasure and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit, about, little bit about John and then we're just going to go into um, this discussion that I'm just itching to go into <laughs> share. It's going to be great. So John is a U.S. Marine Corps veteran. He served during um, Operation Desert Storm, and he holds a master's in science in physical education, athletic administration, and he got, got his degree from Ohio State University. After coaching and teaching for 17 years, John transitioned to a career in fitness industry. John started his own company, which that, that company was called Summit Strength and Conditioning and was the owner and operator for that company for seven years until COVID hit. COVID changed a lot of things. Yes. <laughs> now he is the fitness director at um, First Crest Crest Golf yep. Club in Washington State. And that's the background you guys are yes. looking at. Yes. <laughs> I wish I was there. That's the beautiful background. They're having wonderful weather in Washington State. Right so um, that's where he is now. That's where he's serving. He's also continuing in his pursuit of a master's in theology at Faith International University. And he's also involved in men's discipleship in his local church in Tacoma, Washington. He's a member of the Club Spa and Fitness Association, Washington Fitness Alliance, and the National Alliance and Mental Illness. Yes. So that's John, a little bit about him. And um, so meet John. Um, meet <laughs> that's a John. lot. <laughs> yes, yes. Could have been more, but we chopped it down. Yeah. Um, make it digestible. All right. So, John, um, yes, we're going to be talking about your book. I love the title. What's the title of your book? Broken and Redeemed, Finding Broken. Freedom, Finding Freedom Through Complete Surrender. Oh, that's a mouthful. Broken yeah. and Redeemed. Finding freedom through complete surrender. surrender. Yep. That's a sermon right there. Yep. So tell tell us, what motivated you to write this book? What inspired well, you to write this well, book? Well, it, it was my counselor, Christina, um, back in 2014, actually. She said that I should write a book. And, you know, at the time when she said that, I kind of chuckled at her because, you know, my story's not unique. There's other people that have been through what mm -hmm. I went through. There's other people that have been down harder roads. And, and you know, I started to share the fact that she said that that I write I should write a book with a couple of my friends and told them a little bit of the story and they're like yeah John you need to write a book and so I st actually started the book in 2014, mm -hmm. um, but you know 
I'm not a, I'm not a writer. Um, you know, I'm a PE major, so I don't, you know, I, I mean, I flunked English in high school, so, <laughs> but I, you know, I'd looked for a, a, a ghostwriter initially and I mm -hmm. found a young lady who was at the church I was attending and she did a lot of writing for our church. And so she mm -hmm. kind of helped me get the outline of the book down and helped mm -hmm. me start writing it. Um, but after about five chapters, it just, it didn't feel right. And I just, I put the zip drive up on a shelf and it wasn't until last February that uh, the Holy Spirit prompted me to finish the book. And mm -hmm. one morning in February, he, you know, in my prayer time and reading, mm -hmm. I came across Hebrews 10 36. And it says mm -hmm. that you must persevere to get what God's promised. And so, and I, and I read that. And then about an hour later, when I was in the gym doing my cardio, I was reading in one of my favorite author, AJ Swoboda, his very first book, he was talking about doing the will of God. And he said, no one told him if anybody would buy his book or read his book, he just mm. had to write it. Well, those yeah, two I things read that happened. In book. Yeah. Yeah. And so those mm. two things happened, you know, within an hour and I went, okay, I got to finish this book. Yes. And so I was getting ready to go on vacation. And so I said, all right, I'm going to write for two hours a day every morning. And I'll just continue that when I come home and we'll get the book done. And mm -hmm. and I finished the book in three weeks. It was a total spiritual. Awesome. Dump. Yes. Um, yes. And, you know, it, it's I, I was then fortunate with my spiritual mentor. He knew a young lady here in Washington that did editing. Um, so I started working with Arlene. She turned out to be a scout for Morgan James Publishing. Um, fast forward to August of last year, she we submitted it to Morgan James Publishing. I got a letter of acceptance from them in September, and I had the first copy in my hand this March. And so when you know, God is in it, it you know, it, it doesn't doesn't happen like that without the spirit being involved. Amen. Amen. And, Amen. You know, so it's, you know, and and so it was very surreal, um, mm -hmm. you know, and there was one chapter that we added to the book when I was working with Arlene, and that's the 14th chapter. Um, she actually did a two hour interview with me on how. I gave up control and what I would t tell people and how to do that. And it, to me, that's one of the best chapters of the book. And mm -hmm. it kind of ties the book into my last chapter, Dear Younger Me. So Okay. Okay. So, so we see that when God is in something, he can restore time. Yep. He can open doors. Yep. He can escalate the process, Absolutely. all of which he has done yep. in yep. this case. So you had, yep. uh, in a nutshell, we can say, you were definitely inspired by the Holy Spirit to write this book. Oh, absolutely. And if he yeah. starts it, he'll finish it. Yep. If he gives a vision, he makes the provision for the vision. And you have the biggest thing you have to do is listen and just follow. Amen. Amen. You, know, you, have to, you have to hear that voice and follow. And, and mm -hmm. you know, people are like, how did you do this? And I just said, you know, I prayed before I wrote and then I started mm -hmm. writing. And, and mm -hmm. I'll tell you, when I, when I first handed this manuscript to Arlene, she asked who my target audience was. And mm -hmm. I said, I don't really have. They always one. ask that. And, and just, I'm gonna... you know, it, I said everybody. And she goes, well, you can't say that. And mm -hmm. I'm like, well, I didn't really have anybody in mind when I was writing. Mm -hmm. I just wrote. Mm -hmm. And so she did the review of the book. And in one of her paragraphs of the review, she goes, John, I usually don't say this, but your book is for everybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, you know, so. So so that that's going to take me to my next question. Then mm -hmm. your audience is everybody. What do you want in a nutshell? You're in an elevator. And quickly, what do you want your readers to hear you saying? What are you saying to them in this book? Well, I think it's 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 never too late to find Christ, one. And as long as you have 
seek out a mentor to help you in your walk, because I think everybody needs that. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing would be just to deepen their faith or, or have one person come to Christ because of the book that then it's worth it to me. Um, and it's just, it's, this isn't a how-to book. It's what I, it's, I always tell people it's what I did book mm -hmm. and it's how I came to Christ and surrendered and, and the things that happened after, you know, completely surrendering and giving my life to Christ. Cause up until that, until November of 2016, I was a control guy. I mean, I'm a, I'm a Marine, I'm a football coach. The way I grew up, I controlled every aspect of my life since age 12. Mm -hmm. So the control was big part of, you know, mm -hmm. giving that up and letting God mm -hmm. take over. And, you know, the things that happened since then have just been amazing. So, so surrender um, from your perspective is what? Um, it's gi giving up complete control and, and just turning everything over to God and praying about everything. Uh, I mean, Ephesians says, you know, don't worry about every anything and pray about everything. And that's, and, that's, and that's, and that's not necessarily easy, is it? No, it's not. It, it, it's very difficult and you have to work through a lot of things. And I had to overcome a lot of, um, you know, shame, guilt, bitterness, resentment, all that stuff. And that's where Scotty Kessler, my spiritual mentor, he came along and, and helped me through all those things. And until you can give those things up and forgive yourself mm -hmm. and forgive others who've hurt you, it's tough to give up that control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's say it again. Um, the message you are conveying, if you if you had a, a, a presentation that you're making and mm -hmm. you put the book down and you're speaking now to the audience, this is what I want you to take away from this book. It's never too late to give up. I'm sorry, it's never too late, late to follow the Lord. Correct. And complete surrender, giving up everything is essential to do so. Yes. You must face some demons to do that. Shame, guilt, power, um, all of what you listed to do that, but complete surrender is essential in order for him. Yes. To and I think, I think the key part of that is, is becoming vulnerable. Um, yes. you, you have to become vulnerable, not only with yourself, but you have to become vulnerable at the foot of the cross and humble yourself because nice. especially as men, because we have pride mm -hmm. and ego mm -hmm. and, and pride and ego are two of the biggest spiritual killers in my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, and until you can become vulnerable and that's one of the things Christina worked on with me for, you know, the 10 years I was seeing her off and on is, is she wanted vulnerability. And, and mm -hmm. when I got the review for the, for the, from this manuscript and it talked about me being vulnerable, I sent it to her and I said, here, you got what you wanted, <laughs> you know, because it took, it took a while, but she got it. So. But he can't um, do much with us if we're not vulnerable, can he? Correct. Correct. I mean, cause we have to, you have to empty yourself mm -hmm. and you have to search inside yourself. I, I like the, so Mercy Me, obviously, is one of my big favorite bands um, mm -hmm. because I talk about their song, Dear Younger Me, in the last chapter. But they have a new song out. It's called um, uh, The Bright Side of Broken. And, and there's, you know, there's two sides of brokenness. There's brokenness of the world. And then there's a brokenness that God's going to put you through mm -hmm. to get you mm -hmm. to the place mm -hmm. where you can see inside of your heart and cleanse your heart and mind. And, and that's the beauty of broke being broken. Mm -hmm. And I talk about that a little bit in the book is, is both sides of brokenness. So, yeah. So this is actually a good place because I want to do this more than once in case mm -hmm. a listener hops off before we're done. 
John, tell the listeners where they can access this book and if they want to get in touch with you, how they can. Well, they can get in touch with me through my webpage. It's uh, Mm -hmm. brokenandredeemed.com. They can purchase books online there um, or they can go to basically anywhere books are sold now. It's the book was released August 16th in in bookstores in the United States, Canada and United Kingdom. Mm -hmm. Um, It's on ebook, all ebook platforms. So virtually anywhere books are sold, they can find a copy of the book. Very good. Very good. Very good. Um, the title of the book again is Broken and Redeemed. Um, and in the book, you mentioned that you came to Christ after making mistakes that you made along the way. And you learned from those mistakes and continue to learn from those mistakes. Would you tell the listeners um, a lesson or two that you consider? most important that you've learned along the way that you're talking about? Wow. Um, the most important one would be becoming, humbling myself um, and, and becoming vulnerable um, because without that, I would have never given up complete control. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, the only way I became humbled and vulnerable was through daily prayer and reading um, and understanding what the scripture says. And then working with Scotty, my spiritual mentor, um, through some of the things that I didn't understand. Um, because, you know, when you start reading scripture, when you first come to Christ, a lot of it doesn't make sense. And so you need to have somebody that can help guide you through those things that you don't understand. Some of it is is what Scotty calls the mystery box. And that's where your faith is developed because mm-hmm. some of the stuff we won't be able to explain and, and, and it is in the mystery box. Mm-hmm. And, and so having that person to guide you along the way is, is super important. And, you know, that's why I do discipleship myself is because that's the only reason where, you know, how I became free of my past and all that. So let's unpack that a little bit. I I really want the listeners to get the practicality of how you got to where you are, because saying it and understanding to some degree what it demands from the individual is key. Yeah. And for me, for me, it was, it was becoming, it it was starting a daily prayer and reading time and it's, and it's continuing that. And, and, you know, I, I'm up at three 45 every morning and and that's my prayer and reading time. And I spend probably 45 minutes to an hour every single day. Um, On the weekends, I'm up a little bit later. It's, it's, I still get up around five 30 or six for that time. Um, But it's daily, daily Um, in the word, daily daily in prayer. Yes. You yep. also mentioned a mentor. Yes. Right? Yep. Um, because we, we don't always fully understand the word when we read it. Correct. Correct. And we um, you have to find somebody that's a little bit more advanced than you and exactly, your walk. Exactly. Um, so that they can help you through that stuff. And and you know, I by the grace of God, I just I came across Scotty. He was a he was one of the assistant pastors at the church I was attending and and he's in prayer and deliverance ministry. And and it was by the grace of God that we were put together. So and coming from a place of pride and control to a place of submission is unraveling. Yes. It's a meltdown. It's an yep. undoing and a rebuilding. Yep. The process is not pleasant necessarily. It's oh no, it's it's painful. it's extremely painful yes. <laughs> at yes. times. Um, and it you know with Christina's help and Scotty's, I was able to do that. And mm-hmm. you know, I came from a very traumatic childhood. I don't have much of a memory from up until age twelve. Um, and so you know, I was I was really aggressive when I started seeing Christina, I wanted to know what happened. Um, and then 
there was some events one day in counseling that I said, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to worry about it anymore because it was, it was a demonic situation. And that's when I got in touch with Scotty and, you know, we worked through all that and the shame and the guilt of all that. And it, it took a long time, uh, but, it, and it was very painful at times, uh, very exhausting, but it was worth every minute of it because mm-hmm. having the freedom from that past and holding, you know, not holding on to the shame and guilt anymore is just, it's, it's, I can't even explain mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the the joy and the freedom mm-hmm. that you feel when that weight's yeah. when that weight's lifted off your shoulder. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's just it's that's the beautiful side of brokenness. <laughs> so mm-hmm. is there another lesson you would share with us? Um, don't give up. I mean, the don't biggest give. thing is don't give up and find somebody who can help you through your walk. Those mm-hmm. are the, those are the two things. And it whether it's a spiritual mentor or a counselor, um, you know, if you've been through a traumatic event, then, you know, seek help so that you don't have to go through it alone. And and the biggest thing is, I guess, is for your listeners, if they, if they're listening and they had some traumatic times in their life is it's, you're not the only one that's been through what you're going through. Mm -hmm. Um, There's other people out there that have been through what you've been through. So seek help. Mm -hmm. And that's the biggest thing. And, and, you know, it's the freedom on the other side is unbelievable. So from 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 your experience, um, you've you've mentioned a few. One is I'm going after what are some of the things that could stop or prevent a person from pursuing the breakthrough that you have gotten in your life. Um, that's easy for me. It was pride, you know, because I I didn't want to believe first of all that I that I had that you know, that I had a traumatic childhood, um, you know, and then going through life the way I did, I, I controlled everything. Um, and I didn't want to give that up. And, and it's, it was a pride thing. It was an ego, um, because I, you know, I did it on my own for so many years. Um, and the ego is hard to let go. And, you know, in this, in today's world, men are supposed to be strong. They're supposed to be the leaders and, and, you know, you can still have all that mm-hmm. and that power of leadership, and you still, and you can have vulnerability and humility. And that was, that was the one thing, the biggest lesson I learned is, is how to have the, the leadership skills, but still be vulnerable enough. Mm -hmm. And and that's, Mm -hmm. that's where the growth really happens. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I'm in a position of leadership where I work now and, but I lead through, you know, humility and vulnerability. So it's you a total different style. Yes. It's a, yeah. It's yes. a total different style of leadership that, yes. I, that I used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I truly wish that I was, you know, when I was coaching, I would have had some of this, but you know, it, it wasn't the, the, it wasn't the timing of God. And mm-hmm. so it, it mm-hmm. is what it is. And we, and I learned from that. So and it's never too late. Yep. Never yep. too late. Where do you think shame can fit in this? Where it can fit into this? Mm-hmm. As, well, a, as a hindrance to a breakthrough. Oh, I mean, it's just it, it, because when you when you have that feeling of shame because of what take place in your life, um, you always, for me, I always thought I I was the only person that went through it, and I was afraid to say what happened because um, one, I didn't want people to know. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll share this story real quickly. My high school girlfriend read my man, read the book and she calls me and she goes, John, I never knew any of this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. cause I didn't want you to know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. when you have that shame of what you've been through, you don't let, 
you don't become vulnerable because you don't want people in, you don't let people close, get close mm -hmm. to you because you're afraid they're going to leave you. Mm -hmm. And, and that was the big, that was one of the biggest things I had to learn mm -hmm. is how to let people in and, and yeah. be truthful with them. And, you know, shame can block all of that. Same Amen. with pride. So, yes. It's going to block who can help you and who won't yes. help. <laughs> it just closes yes. the door. Yes. So John, I want you to, um, look in the camera and talk to that person who is where you were. Give them a word of admonition, word of counsel. Um, well, what I would say, what I would say to you is to that person right now is, is to be strong, find help. And, and when you find that person that you can trust is it, to have unconditional honesty and vulnerability with that person, because that's the only way you're going to get healed. Um, it's going to take some time. Um, you know, it took me 10 years with Christina, uh, off and on and, uh, cause you have to peel back the layers, um, mm -hmm. and then find, you know, find that spiritual mentor, somebody who can walk with you and, and help you understand scripture at a better level and, and have a continued daily prayer and reading time. So mm -hmm. very, very, very practical, yes. very practical advice to move people, um, the 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 actual actual writing of this book, going through the process, um, re reliving the stories that you told. How did that impact you as a person, be it mentally, <laughs> emotionally, spiritually? Yeah, I, I I've told people this before. I think. The reason why I think Christina wanted me to write the book is because she knew it would be a healing process mm -hmm. um, by putting that on paper and 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 doing, you know, living, reliving some of it. The hardest part was, you know, putting some of it in the book and not opening up wounds because I didn't want to hurt anybody right. else. You know, right. and I didn't want to resurface any wounds of the people that I, you know, I hurt along the way. Um, so that was one of the toughest things about writing the book um, because I wanted to share where I come from. But I didn't want to open up the wounds. And and so mm -hmm. that was a very delicate part of the book. Um, and I, you know, I think I did it very, very nicely without, you know, somebody being hurt again. So. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the succinct answer would be it was like a healing process. Yes, yeah, it was a, healing, a very healing process. So, so, yeah, yeah. so. Um, have you been able to go back and, and um reconcile or repair relationships as a result of the book? Most of them. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, some, cause you know, some people just, it's, you know, you can only do so much. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, and then you have, if, if you can't get in contact with the person that you're asked seeking forgiveness, then you seek it from God mm -hmm. and, you know, and pray that that person will eventually forgive you. Mm -hmm. um, and the biggest thing is you have to forgive those who, who committed transgressions against you because, mm -hmm. you know, you've been forgiven. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, if, if God can forgive me for what I did, then, you know, I need to forgive my dad and, 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 you know, that's gotta, it's gotta be a two-way street on that. Forgiveness yeah. is tough though, you know, yes, and, yes, and, yes. and you know, the, the one of my favorite movies that talks that shows forgiveness is The Shack. You mm -hmm. know, when that when he had to forgive the person who killed his daughter. I mean, mm -hmm. that's tough, you know, mm -hmm. but it, it says biblically that we have to forgive. So Yeah. You're speaking my language. One of my most popular books is The High Call of Forgiveness. It's a mandate. Mm -hmm. um, comes with a study series. And all of what you say and more, I just and go in depth in the book. Yep. We can forgive without another person, but we can't reconcile without the other person. So if forgiveness was necessary on your part, you could do that without the person being involved. 
Correct. Forgiving them and them forgiving. You know. Well, I think you have to forgive yourself too. I mean, Absolutely. that's self-forgiveness is tough for a lot of people. And, and so, you know, you've got, and that takes some time and it, and it, that's what your spiritual mentor can help you with. And that's what mm-hmm. a counselor can help you with, because it it's going to take a little bit of time to work through those things. Um, but self-forgiveness is you, cause you can't really forgive others until you can forgive yourself. That's you right. So. That's right. And we must know that the Lord loves us unconditionally. Yes. unconditionally. Therefore we should be willing yep. to forgive yep. ourselves. Yep. So this program is titled or named All Things Faith Walk. And whatever we talk about on this podcast is meant to build the hearers and the viewers' faith, to empower them to walk out the word of God. So the one question I always, almost always ask is, exactly how do you think your book will help the readers in their faith walk? Um, I think the book will give them a challenge to to self-reflect on their faith, um, because at the end of every chapter, I have discussion questions, and I, those questions were meant to kind of challenge where you are in your faith, um, mm-hmm. and also look at what your daily practices are in your in your faith walk. And I think that's the biggest thing I hope that the book does is is it teaches people how to have that daily faith walk and be committed to that. Um, mm-hmm. and it, you know, that it makes you kind of go, Hmm, okay. Am I really doing what I need to be doing? And, and that's, that's the message of the book, I think is, is what I, I wanted to be able to challenge people in their, and where they are in their faith and, awesome. and not only challenge them, but help them deepen their faith. So. Awesome. Awesome. This is a good one. And the Bible declares that we ought to hell of his goodness in the assembly of the saints. We ought to tell it we're not supposed to keep it covered and quiet and sometimes our testimonies are polished sometimes our testimonies are half truth we tell the good and and sometimes the testimonies don't reflect the triumph over what the father has done for us so i applaud you john for your transparency i I peruse the book transparency the candidness in it and in it you you are able to show where he has brought you from and some of how he has brought you to where you are. That's the testimony. And the prayer of our hearts this evening to our listeners is that you will hear this testimony. You will read this testimony. And if you are in a low place, if you're in a bad place, if he can do it for John Jarman, he can do it for you. That's Amen. the message we bring to you today, that the God who saves is not partial. His love is everlasting and his mercies are new every morning. So he is ready to take you from where you are to where he wants you to be. Again, if he can do it for John, he can do it for you. It's written, build your faith for you to know that where you are today is not where he wants you to be. Don't let shame stop you. Don't let pride stop you. We've gone through a few practical steps that you can take to get you to where the father wants you to be. So John, tell them once again where they can find your book. Um, my website, brokenandredeemed.com, and then anywhere books are sold, um, ebooks, Barnes and Noble. I mean, it's on Target's website. It's books, books a million. It's wherever books okay. are sold, you can find a copy. So, wonderful. But if you, if you want it, if you want it autographed and signed, then go to my website and I'll sign it for you and send it out to you. So, wonderful, wonderful. John, any final words you want to leave with the viewers? And yeah, just that no matter where you're at 
God is still with you, even even in your darkest moments when you don't think He's there, He's there. Um, and so, don't give up on that, and and always, you know, find that person that can help you overcome whatever trauma or or you know hard times you've had, and and the you'll get over it, you'll get through it, and the freedom on the other side is amazing. So, Man, I like that. I just, I don't know. I just, I'm a little stuck on the word shame. The devil uses things to keep us bound to our past. Guilt and shame are two of his strategies. So we come against shame this evening to break the yoke of shame off of people. If you were victimized, you were victimized. (laughs) A victim is a victim. You were a child and you were victimized. You should not be ashamed. And that shame should not be holding you back from the brightness that's on the other side. I like that. Amen. Amen. So we come against shame this evening. We come against guilt this evening, that the Father will be able to get his hands on you and do with, through, and in you what he desires to do. Amen. Amen. So we thank you so much for joining All Things Faith Walk one more time. This is a snippet of the book, Broken and Redeemed. Get your copy. You can get it anywhere, as mentioned, ebook, print book, from his website, Target, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, you name it. You can get it. Get your copy. Read it. Share it with another brother or sister in Christ and be built up in your faith. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining us. Until next time.